Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And welcome once again to Freedom to Choose on our series, The Life. This is program number 28, and we're going to talk about the transfiguration uh, today, uh, if we don't get too sidetracked. Um, Susan, would you begin with a word of prayer before we start chatting? Father in heaven, we are grateful that we have the opportunity to um, look at the at the miracle of the transfiguration and to see um, just learn some lessons about uh, why that occurred and and who the people that were there and just lessons from a miraculous story in the Bible. And so we pray that you will send your spirit to be with us, to guide us, to give us the right thoughts and the right words. And we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. You know, I just was, I just jotted something down while I was talking, so I was starting to stutter a little bit. Um, but I, I, I actually almost got choked up because I just thought about something. What's something that? happened. I'm going to timestamp the program. Something happened in 1996. Yes. 24 years ago. Yes. What was it? It was a miracle. It was a miracle. Yes. Yeah, I got clean and sober. Yeah. 20. That's right. Like right around right, this. Like, yes. Like, like yeah. right now. Right now. Congratulations. Yeah, I just now thought about that. And talk about a miracle, right? That was like a super miracle. So just a really sh- quick short story because I think it's really exciting. Sometimes you get so far from the miracle that you, you know, you lose the impact of it. But we, Rich and I, had known each other for probably 10 years and we're using and abusing drugs on a daily basis. And um, we were just really messed up. Yeah. And I had gone back to jail for like the fifth, sixth time or whatever it was. And um, uh, I don't know. Did I get out in October, you, May? Uh, Maybe you I got out. I, I, did, you, I must have, huh? You, so I got out of jail and um, I finally, for the first time in my life, someone prayed with me and I, and I, it, it, um, I didn't have the obsession to use drugs again. It was amazing. It was a miracle. And I had called Rich from jail and said, you know, things are different. It's over. Yep. I love you. And I kept telling everybody he's such a he's such a wonderful person, but he will never, he'll never he's gonna die an addict. And it yeah. it won't be that long. He just is not he's never gonna give it up. Yeah. That was my destiny. If people ask me, why don't you, uh, are you going to quit? And I'd say, why? Right. And you you couldn't even see that your life is a train wreck around you. Yeah. And I had gotten out of jail and I don't think I was on the ankle monitor, but I was on probation and he came. I showed up Showed up and had drug uh, chemicals to cook methamphetamine in the back of the truck. And and I came out and what did I say? I said, get out of here. I'm calling the law. 
get out of here. I'm going to call the police. And the reason why is because I wanted to live. And I was there, there, nothing God had put into my heart that I deserved to live and that I could live clean and sober. And I was tired and I mm-hmm. didn't want to live like that anymore. I wanted to, I, I, I wanted to have a real life. And what did you do? I went home and I can remember being face down, screaming at the top of my lungs for God to help me because I, I was all used up and I had used everybody up in my life and I had a moment of clarity there and something happened. And I can't tell you what it is because I don't know how it worked. It was other a than transformation. It just something happened and a little tap on the shoulder say, this is going to be real simple, Rich, but it is not going to be easy. And uh, yeah, and so the, the process, the change started um, and yeah, 24 years 24 later. 24 years ago. And I know we're talking about the transfiguration but you know what? It was kind of like, could we say it was maybe a mini, mini, mini transfiguration where you had finally had um, the, um, you know, we know there's angels and everything talking to you saying, this is it. And we're here yeah. to help you're, you. To yeah, get you're at a fork in the road yeah. right now. So choose. 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 Choose this day what you're going to do. One right. more day you use, you're dead. You right. know it. I know it. Everybody knew it. Right. So, um, Congratulations! Yeah, no, that's, that's a big deal. That's a yeah. very big deal. Um, and so um, that brings me to something else. Now I wrote down another note while I was talking. So if you heard me stutter, um, I'm just releasing a brand new album. Yes, and it is called "Where Is Your Song?" Mm-hmm. But the second song in that album is about that. It's about what happened, about what my state of mind was. And it says, and there you are, and I'm looking at Susan, a living miracle. And something had to change because I couldn't deny that something had happened to her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, that... Uh, and and so anybody who's out there was struggling with anything in their life, a family member or your own self, know that that God is a God of miracles and he works miracles for for you and I today on a daily basis and, and something that's very tangible, he can and will restore us back to sanity. Yeah, I mean, we're here having a coherent yes. conversation. <laughs> I mean, we've been on the air now over 10 years. Which is an amazing thing, right? I think 10 years. I don't I don't want to exaggerate. I think it's around that, though. So. Might be a little might, more. May, may, it might be I'm a little sure. more. It might be a little less. Yeah. Eight or nine. Well, we... But, you know, I mean, you just, you, you, you start doing things. I know we started our ministry in 2004. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- what has happened is, and it's just like we, we talked last week about trying and training. Right. You, to be a good Christian or to, be, to, to strengthen your faith, you just don't try harder. Mm-hmm. It is a training. Right. We're in a it, training school. Yeah, if I want to lift more weights, mm-hmm. I need to train. Right. I need to strengthen those. I, 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 I can't lift... I can't curl 50 pounds mm-hmm. by just trying harder. Mm-hmm. I need to train right. to curl 50 pounds. Right. See, and so if we could understand that, that, that our walk with God and our relationship with everybody and how we treat them, is a tr- it's a training. Right. We're on a training ground. We're training for heaven. And I think that we have to have that attitude towards us, but also have that attitude towards everybody other people. Everybody else is and, training. And everybody, everybody has their own training program. It's right. right? Because God's, he's got God, he's got the script. Yeah. He, he has the training program. God is the one I remember, you know, we, we would always when we first got clean and sober and, and started to um to 
have religious information and stuff is that we always thought, oh, if they could just do this or if they could just do that. And the reality is, is that we didn't know what was right for people. Nope. God knows what's right for people. Our job isn't to prescribe or to stand in the place of the Holy Spirit. Our job is to be the encourager and the and the person that loves people and show them and compassion yeah. towards people and just turn it, just allow God to turn us into more loving and kind people. That's what the gospel's about. That's what this whole allow God world to is about, us. right? Yep to 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 understand that we need to be teachable. Right. And we need we're the ones that need to learn and if we're in that Yeah, the problem is ours. The problem isn't God's. It's not God. No. We don't need to change his mind no. about it. We don't need to work harder to impress us. No. Press him. He already loves us unconditionally. And and so we don't have to worry about that. We right. just need to have that humble willingness to listen. Right. He's trying to heal the brokenness that we all have in our hearts and yep. minds. Yep. And the devil is trying to discourage us from that. He's all trying to keep to keep breaking us. Yes. You've done too much wrong or you are the worst one is you're not good enough for God and you know it. Right. Well, come on. That's what the Bible is about. It's about everybody in there that made horrible mistakes and what God could do with those people that made horrible mistakes. Your life is a story in the Bible. Right. There's your regard your your accompanying angel knows everything that you've done. Mhm. Still it's wants you to book. have yeah, still wants you to have that great connection with God because those angels have seen the repair work that God can do, yes. do with people yes. that are willing to listen. Yes. And they're willing to go through the training and understanding it's training. Right. And the you know my strength in my well, faith and I training. and I think that, that that the story of the transfiguration as well it kind of shows you know the the plight of the disciples and how they um, you could see their, yes. their training program, yeah, and it you was could, hard yeah, because they they were you know in the beginning, you know, I don't want to like try to judge them, but in the beginning they were a certain way, but by the time of their death they had yeah. matured. They right? were no longer jockeying for right. position. They were, right, they who's had, the greatest? Right, they had matured yeah. into um, self-sacrificing process. Absolutely. It was a process, yeah. and you can see the process. Right. You can see the different lenses. That's why there's four right. Gospels. Right. They're all looking at Jesus through a different lens. You can see John's lens was totally different than the rest of the disciples. Right. John has so many interesting things to say about Jesus that are not in the other Gospels. And Luke is different because he was a physician, He's so looking he through sees that lens. it from a different lens. Yeah. And then you see Paul's writing as he's right. writing to Romans versus Hebrews, totally different language. And how he talks about himself and his what he what he used to be and everything, and then how he's changed and we, became yeah. a different person. And that reminds me too, is is when we look at the Bible, we first need to look at what it meant when they wrote it. What did mm-hmm. it mean to the people right then? If Paul's writing to the Romans, if he's writing to the Romans or if 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 Luke is writing a story and and Luke is writing to someone what what did it mean at the time why would one of them put in that when Jesus was in the wilderness there were wild beasts mhm well in Rome at the time were not there Christians there that were being fed to wild beasts right wouldn't it be important that they knew that oh right. he's out there all alone and you see what I'm saying? And he's in danger. What did it right. mean to them at the time? Right. Why is that included? I mean, right. it's very just a word right, in the Bible. Because not many of us come up 
across yeah. across wild beasts these days. Yeah, yeah, but here we people in in Rome are are sitting behind bars waiting to be, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know. But what did it mean to them? And then mm-hmm. by based on that, what does it mean to us now? Right. You know, and so that's really important. Uh, who the author is writing to, uh, and I, I a lot of times I go back to the to the book of of Genesis, and what God is, you know. Adam, you have two choices. Mm-hmm. You can listen to that God or me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that God is going to change you. Right. You will die. Don't listen to that God. But Adam says, you know what? I got a better idea. I think you're withholding something from mm-hmm. me. I think there's something better than what God has to offer. Isn't that the plight of humanity right, right now? We, we reach for everything but well, God. You know what's interesting, and, and um, it, it's like now in uh, where we're at in Earth's history as far as we supposedly have progressed into um, a, um, a world that's full of technology and, and things to make life better and things to make life easier. But you know what? It seems to be getting worse and worse. There's more um, damage. There's more sin being done. I think than it seems like than ever any time before. There's more avenues to chase, right? You know, exactly. There's more things to chase that aren't God, it right? Just, and it's it's in every second of the day. There's there's a something, something. there to draw you away. Exactly. And, to, and so you know, where is where is our belief system? You know, what 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 are we believing and what are we holding on to? Because things do seem to be getting worse and worse. So are we just so focused on the here and now right. that we're unable to look into the future? Because I think the transfiguration was kind of like a, even, you know, Moses and Elijah were there, but it it was kind of, you know, Elijah was, um, was taken up to heaven without seeing death and Moses was dead in the grave, but Jesus took him to heaven or whatever. So anyway, they're, they're there to strengthen him. So as human beings right now, is that what, is that what we're doing for one another? Are, are, we strengthening are we strengthening for the future, right? To Not even the future of what we have to go through here on earth, but, but the for future. the long term. Yeah. 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 Because see, and, and the, the trend, and I, I start starting to understand why Jesus did that and why he took a few of the disciples with him to show them, because he's trying to convince them of that very thing. You guys want a worldly Messiah. You want someone to come in and annihilate Romans. You want to fix here and now. And I want to fix you for eternity. Right. And so uh, let me, because what you're going to go through, you're going to see me hanging on a cross and you're not going to like it and you're going to get discouraged and it's going to be ugly. Let me show you who I really am. And so he shows him all of his his glory. glory. And now, now that locks him in. And they're saying, you know what, we really need to believe him. If he's gonna says he's gonna go to a cro- to the cross, we I think it'd be a good idea if we did believe him. We know now for sure who he is. We right. didn't dream this. So so Jesus kind of I mean God will give you what you need when you need it, always. And so he knew they need they were gonna need that 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 what do you want to say that peg, whatever that core that anchor. Mm-hmm. And so, so I need to take these three guys to this mountain, and I need to to to. And, and I mean, he's when he's praying, he's agonizing with God that, God, I need to be close to you now, and I need and I want you to draw these guys close to as well. And God, you know, Jesus begins to transfigure into a into a, what he he would be like 
in heaven. Right. You know, the glorified, in other words, unadulterated love. Right. You know, which is brilliant, which right. we can't. Remember brilliant the burning, and brilliance yeah. and everything else. Remember the burning bush? Right. Couldn't look at it. You right. Know, Moses, Moses, I want to see you, God. I better get in a cleft of rock. And then he goes in the cleft of the rock and God goes by and puts his hand there. So Moses doesn't get like overly too much brilliance. Right. And Moses comes down the hill and what's up? His face is glowing. Right, he's got to put a, a hood or a, a cloth over his yeah, face so gotta, that he doesn't burn everybody or whatever. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what we're talking about is people being transformed from drug addicts right now to people that can help other people. And you see it happening, um, people being transformed from selfish people to helpful people. As mm-hmm. the pressure rises, you're right. going to see two groups of people right people that are yearning to help and people that are yearning to get revenge or and yearning to help self instead of helping others yeah and and as this earth comes down to its closing history there will be two groups right the the, the sheeps and the sheep and the goats and uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's by religious affiliation oh it has nothing i personally i believe it has nothing to do with with our claims god is yeah god is reaching everybody everywhere right it he's he is that big he's that um right because broad. It, right and it's never about what we claim it's about what where we are in that training process yeah right are we so are we to re- listen? are we refusing to go out and, and run the you know the the five miles you know if you're running a marathon you got to do this training are you are we refusing to do those steps and just say no i just want to go run the marathon and i want to yeah i mean you know, how much sense would that make right it wouldn't make sense and it's the same thing with the, the the things that are coming upon us at the end time these are fiery trials that peter's peter was talking about right we're going to go through fiery trials and those fiery trials are going to not arbitrarily test our character mm-hmm. but they are going to be something that i mean i I lost it last week. I got too involved in something, put myself under too much pressure, mm-hmm. and I lost it, right? Mm-hmm. And and it didn't take me, it took me a couple of days to reflect and say, how did I get that wound up mm-hmm. into something so small? That's going to be, in, that, that is temporary. Yeah. And when we do that, I mean, me, I harmed people. I had to go clean up a mess. I harmed people. You know what I mean? Um, As be- in what you just said, you you didn't like physically harm. Somebody. No, no, no. But but you know you 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 try to get, you push your way to try to get right force so your own pushing, way through you're pushing people to do to, yeah exactly right. and and you know that's that's the old way is to force people into my will. Mm-hmm. You know the the new way of course is to be uh, gracious, considerate. A leader yeah. that gets alongside and walks with, not yeah. someone who gets behind and just shoves. That whoosh, that whips. Yeah, right. there's two kinds of leaders, those that draw and those that push. Right. And you can see that's that's what the great controversy, if you will, is about. Mm-hmm. A leader that pushes and a leader that draws. Right. Which one do you want? Right. You know? And once again, they the disciples, they wanted that forceful leader. They wanted someone to, to come, come in and, and set it right. Fix this world right now so that we can sit on thrones here. And, you know, when the Bible talks about sitting on a throne, and when the Bible talks about the devil sitting on the throne, we're not talking about a chair. Mm-hmm. We're talking about your heart. There's going to be one master sitting on the throne of your heart. Right. 
which one is it going to be? Right. You know, Who are you it, choosing today to, to rule, to in, rule in, your in your mind and your heart? mind and your life. Right. You know, are we looking at the long, at the, at the long term, at the mm-hmm. big picture? Sin causes brain damage. Right. Sin not only harms us, it harms the people we're around. Mm-hmm. It, it changes you. Right. It's not just some deed, misdeed that's recorded in some book somewhere that needs to be forgiven from time to time. It changes you. It causes damage to you, you know? And we, we of course, we understand that as we went down, as we went down the, the, the road of destruction 20-something years ago. Um, we understand that a little bit more than now, especially reflecting how right. far a person can go when they go down the wrong road. Right. Right? It changes you. And it and you step out farther and farther and farther until you look up and say, how did I get here? Right. And that was in a physical and mental sense, but that can also happen in a spiritual sense. Yes. And that's, that's what God is trying to do. God is trying to draw us back into harmony with him because we're this world is out of harmony. It is. The majority of this world is out of harmony with God. And the way God operates. Right. And so that's one again, once again, uh, this transfiguration of Jesus was so important to show them, look, this is real. Right. There is another place. There is another place, and it's real. And they needed to be strengthened because, I mean, trying to convince someone that you're not who they think you are and yet still get them to follow you. Right. That is, remember, God in human flesh could not convince people he was God. Right. His own follow his, his own, own supposed people. people, right? This is incredible, right. and and it's what an illustration on what sin does to the human mind, right? That you can actually do something to harm your own creator. You we can become that debased. In fact, the devil at the uh, Satan, uh, you know, at the end of his relationship with God was talk to the hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want I don't want your love, right? I have a better way. And he believed his own propaganda. Mm-hmm. And we that's the problem. We will get to the point where we believe our own propaganda as we are in rebellion against God, all the while thinking we are doing God right. a service. Right, so we can, we can think uh, something can be completely wrong, but yet we can believe it to be right, and therefore it doesn't, doesn't matter any evidence. The evidence, yeah, the evidence because is because we're so settled into the, the wrongness yeah. of it that evidence will no longer um, have an effect on our mind. Yeah, yeah. There will, be, there will be people in the end who are so settled into the truth that they can't be moved. Right. And there will be people in the end that are so settled into the lie that they can't be moved. It's just how it works. Let he who is righteous stay that way. Let him who is unrighteous stay that way. In other words, to be, we can get to, to the point where we're beyond repair. Right. And and that's that, that's the most loving warning mm. that mm-hmm. God can give. Right. It's not why, it's not a mean one. No, it's no, a, no. Remember right. Jesus says, Why do you love death? Right. Why do you right. love death? My gift is eternal life, but you choose the you, wages. Why do you, you choose work death? you work and he came, to be paid death? Yeah. You know? And, and and Jesus came to do a couple things. One of the things was to destroy the works of the devil. Right. By revealing the character of God. Mm-hmm. That's how the works of the devil is destroyed. Right. That's why he came. And before he'd gone to the cross, he said, I've finished the work you gave me to do. 
Right. I showed him who you are. I showed him your glory. I showed him unadulterated love. A lot of them hated it, but that's what Jesus came and, to do. And that was before the cross. That was before the right. cross. And then he really exhibited God's total unselfishness by saying, I'll even give more. Right. I'll even give more. I'll give the ultimate. I will give my life to prove to you mm-hmm. that I would I'm not selfish. I'll let you take my life and I won't fight back. I won't fight back. I love you that much. Mm-hmm. I to, to to illustrate that point. Right. It's God will what God will go through in that big picture of that battle between good and evil is mind boggling. Yes. Uh we're gonna have to wrap it up again here, folks. Uh Great program. I uh, love talking about that big picture. Yes. Uh, the battle between good and evil. Um, if you want free resources, give Susan a call, 916-645-1297. And remember, folks, it's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. It is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Do I love my neighbor? Do you love them? Can I feel his pain? Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could it be this simple, the way out of your prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.